denvercrush.com Welcome to another edition of the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast. We are your hosts. Mark Jaramillo. And I am Chris Eaton. And uh, as you can tell from that uh, introduction, Jessica is not here with us once again. Although, with good reason, she is prepping for Stanley's Comic-Con this weekend. Uh, in fact, both Mark and I will be there. And uh, before we get too deeper into it, we will have a lot more about that. Uh, towards the end of the show, so uh, but just give you a little heads up, it's a it's a sausage fest today, so strap in. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the first time. It is not the first time, no, no. But uh, uh, believe me, uh, we got a lot. Jessica will be back for a lot of stuff very soon. So uh, just she's she's got to prep. She's got like 19 panels that she's doing. So and we'll get into those as, as I said at the top of the show. Mark and I have far more pressing things that we need to talk about today on this very special episode. You know why? New trailer drop, Mark. Yes, you messaged me the other day. New trailer dropped. Oh, so I had to drop everything and watch it. And very, very interesting, the visuals that we saw. Very interesting. So if you've been living under a rock and you're listening to this podcast, you know that the Godzilla Monster Planet Trailer 2 dropped. This is the final trailer before the release of the film, which is nary, what, three weeks away? The 17th, I believe. So it comes out the same day as Justice League comes out over here. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Also the same day as Punisher, too, on Netflix. So nerds are going to have a lot... A lot of fun that weekend. Yeah, right. It's, you know, and speaking of Netflix, th- we will eventually see this on Netflix. We just don't know when yet. We'll get into that a little bit more. But first things first, let's break down this trailer for a little bit. I want to play a little, just a little snippet, real quick. Alright, so you get the you, you, you get the gist. <laughs> uh, so yes, basically we got uh, what is a um, a very legendary esque cut trailer, if you will. Uh, there was a lot of uh, a lot of things that kind of harken back to that uh, to that uh, second trailer in, uh, for the 2014 Godzilla, which I find fascinating to no end. Especially for the fact that this is Godzilla's first true, let's just call it anime outing. Even though a lot of people are not even calling this proper anime, you know. But you know, it, it, it's it's an animated movie. So, uh, let's break this whole thing down, Mark. 
you, I mean, first off, where, where do you stand on, on anime in general? Uh, well, I mean, I, I, I love anime. Mm. You know, I've loved since I was a kid. I mean, however, though, I have to admit, when it comes to modern anime, I'm completely lost. Yeah, you're not keeping up with uh, with the One Pieces and the Dragon Balls of the world, are you? I, I know what Dragon Ball Z is. I've never seen an episode of it. <laughs> I know there's a character called Goku, who people say is a strong Superman. Yeah. And that's the extent of it. Uh, like, it's like Anime Jungle here in L.A., mm-hmm. huge place. I walk into the main store. I have no idea who one of those characters is. <laughs> so... I've told this to like August Dragoni before. Mm-hmm. If it's made after 1990, I don't know it. You're like Homer. It's like, doesn't anybody know that music obtained perfection in 1978? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, for me, the last uh, animes that I watched were, you know, Crying Freeman and the, the original Guyver. Oh. oh, oh, that's that. You're you're in, you're getting into holy text right there with me, sir. Yeah, and you know, Robot Carnival. I mean, that's as, that's as modern as I get. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll, I'll say this: there's a lot of stuff that you, I would recommend you check out. But then, at the same time, where I do feel my age when I'm looking at a lot of the stuff, I'm just like, what? The, you kids these days don't know what the hell anime is. You, you just <laughs> there. I mean, they, I mean, I do feel that at least with like the popularity of Attack on Titan, they were kind of swinging back around some of the more. Oh, the beautiful violent anime of the late '80s and early '90s that I, that just got me hooked. There's no, there's nothing greater than being 14 years old, renting the Devilman OVA, the original one, from your local video store, and then watching him as he rips apart a bunch of demons in a nightclub. This, yeah. Oh, oh, it make it make it turned a boy into a man. It did. So. <laughs> Have you ever seen Crying Freeman? Of course I've seen Crying Freeman. You, you know what? Here, I'll tell you this, though. I've not seen the Crying Freeman movie with Mark DeCascos. If that's a, it's actually very, very good. I heard. Mark, I, was, it, it, I was surprised at how faithful it was to the book, well, now, although they're not Japanese. But, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the beginning scene is, you know, very, very faithful to, you know, you know when uh, she's painting and then she witnesses the murder and he introduces herself to her. Mm. Well, it is. Chris, it is. It was directed by Christoph Gans, the man who gave us uh, that very great Silent Hill movie, the first one, which is awesome, and Brotherhood of the Wolf, which is an amazing movie. Oh, if you've not seen Brotherhood of the Wolf, you have not lived. Yeah, I haven't. I have not seen. It, I have <gasps> okay. Seen it, Silent Hill movie. I am loaning oh, it to you. Oh. I, I, I get, when you get a chance, ask your ask your lady if she's seen it. This seems like a movie she would have watched when it came out. It might, might maybe. It's, but I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll stop you one further since we're speaking of anime. Uh-huh. I don't believe I've ever seen a Miyazaki film. Whoa! Hold, hold on a second. That that's blasphemy right there, sir. Miyazaki uh, is the Disney of our you generation. Stand to me, anime is Astro Boy and Prince Planet, mm-hmm. Speed Racer, and Kimba. You know, I'm not. Like ar- first I, look, I'm, stuff. I'm not arguing <laughs> these things. I'm not. To me, anime growing up. Uh, you know, you watched the original, uh, you know, Tekkaman Night, right? I've watched, I've seen the original Tekkaman. Yeah, I grew up I on Tekkaman Blade. That was mine. A little more, yeah. you know, the, the you know the, the more streamlined yeah, one. I did see, I did see like the first episode when it originally aired, but not since. Uh, and then there's the older, the older stuff, mm-hmm. the uh, the theatrical stuff. Have you ever seen? Uh, 
Panda and the Magic Serpent? I've only seen clips. I've never seen that actual film. They used to show that a lot on Channel 5 in the Family Film Festival. And I actually saw that in a theater, and our local theater played it in the late 70s. And uh, I remember a bunch of uh, kids at school, we showed up because we thought it was the Magic Serpent. Mm. <laughs> and uh, no, it was Panda and the Magic Again, Serpent. Again, not to harken back to a million, million Simpsons references, but it, it just seems like when Bart and the rest of the guys walked out of Naked Lunch and Mel... And, Nelson's like, I can think of two things wrong with that title. <laughs> but uh, we digress. But, you know, th- again, so Mark, you know, a little more old school than anime. I kind of, you know, I keep track of things here and there. The last thing I really, you know, gave gave all my all to that was I was, you know, just all the way in was Bleach. And then even after a while, that kind of like, I'm just like, I can't, I'll finish reading the the manga. I can't take any more of this. Uh, there is there is the occasional you know blips of you know the short series that pop up that you know track. A kill a kill would be one of them. Um, the uh, what is it? Uh, what is the other one I just watched? Oh oh, panty and stocking, which I wouldn't even consider that truly anime because that's a weird 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 like uh, like just like animation like uh, experimentation. So, and that I would not recommend. If you've got kids watching, do not show them that one. That is not for children at all, even though it looks like it was made for kids. So, it very much rips off the art style of Invader Zim, but uh, it does it in just a filthier, filthier way. So, so pretty much that gives you like a, a, a glimpse on where we stand in anime. Mark and I are both firmly, you know, we, we meet, our, 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 our boats meet in the night in like the mid-80s, early 90s. So... Uh, <laughs> it gives you where where we kind of stand on it. So back to Godzilla Monster Planet. Technically, Godzilla's first true anime film. Not the anime I think all of us were kind of thinking of when we saw it in our when we heard the news in our heads. We're like, hmm, <coughs> crazy. We you know we expected like giant crazy design spikes, just re- cutting the sky, if you will. You know, a massive monster, all kinds of goofy stuff. Not quite that. A little more tame. But uh, very heavy on the sci-fi, though. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm really digging about all this. So, uh, pretty much uh, the story as we know, Godzilla shows up. Humanity is, uh, is pushed back to the brink of extinction. They bail on the planet while Godzilla and... Uh, we, what we do know is other monsters do reign supreme around the world. And uh, I'll put it to this, that there was a, um, a, a, a little snippet that came out shows the silhouette of Kamakras when um, when he attacks New York for the first time. So, at least somewhere, we'll see at least one other kaiju, even if it is just like a big throwaway kind of thing. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that that, that, uh, that, that that's what that was. Yeah, so it, it, I, it took me a sense, someone's like, hey, look, there he is. I'm like, wait, where? And then it's like, oh, he's, he's like, where's Waldo? He's way in the corner down there. I'm like, all right, cool. But at least it's something. I can't, I can't wait to see Dagora and Dagarla. I did that, and that's what I want. I give if, if anything, give me the oh, give me the Pacific Rim opening where we get at least a few flashes of all this cool crap that they that they uh, put into the press release. I know they're putting out a book. There's a there's a there's a prequel novella coming out. In fact, I think it might already be out in Japan. That gives the uh, pre the. Tells, I guess, the whole story of before the humans had to bolt into space. 
So I get a feeling that's where we're gonna like they're gonna dump most of that story. But just yes, I want the all those monsters that they described: Degala, Degora, freaking Kamakras, Rodan. I want them all at least to show for two freaking seconds on screen, even if it's just like a little like a little cutaway. Just give me something, because again. My my greatest fear with this mark is that once again we're getting a solo Godzilla outing, and I'm 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 not sure how I feel about that. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm really hoping to see other monsters in this. Thing. It's an animated film. You don't have to. Except, yeah, there's there's no constraints here. They they can they can have whatever they want to do. Exactly, and you can not take advantage of that. I, exactly, and you again. You wouldn't call the movie Monster Planet unless it was a planet ruled by damn monsters. Now, I get it. Godzilla's on there. We got these new little dragon things called Severum flying around. They're pretty big, but they're not kaiju size. And then that's all we see. Like, I really hope that either... I really hope they're not... Okay, hold on. Let, let, let me... Oh, okay. I'm not, I'm, now I'm getting a little... I'm, I'm getting a little worked up to this. So, my thoughts... I really, really have... I, I have a bad feeling that this trailer is showing us the third act of this film and that the first two acts is a lot of human drama. I think I've said this before. Uh-huh. That's my greatest fear. That, you know, we'll probably get a, a, a decent chunk of Godzilla, but we're not going to get the whole thing because when they announced that it was going to be a trilogy, I'm like, oh, okay, that leaves a lot of things open. Yes. So... The very, at the very least, it leaves on a cliffhanger that there's more monsters on the planet. Somehow, I got a feeling that it's going to end up like aliens when the ship blows up and they're stuck on the planet with, you know, and they got to wait for, you know, Bishop to bring their escape, you know, ship back to them and stuff like that. At the very least, it could be that. So, we're going to get at least mechs, like these, these big mechs looking at, but my greatest fear is a lot of human drama in between before we get to the actual cool kaiju stuff, and then... It's going to stop, just like that first uh, Attack on Titan film. It was all set up, and then one quick little thing for part two would give you the rest of everything you wanted. So that's that's my fear right now. Yeah, but uh, unlike the Attack on Titan films, which I thought they were actually very good, some very good scenes in the first film, and, and the second film was kind of like a, the last Matrix film. Like, <laughs> what was the point of this? Nothing was, was resolved. It's no, like, it wasn't. It very much left. It's like, we're going to do more, but we just don't know when. Yeah. Uh, I, but, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll give you... Oh, that, 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 the, the closing moments, the closing fight of that, of that Attack on Titan film was awesome. And uh, I... God, I wish we got more of that. They, it, those, I like those films, but they were frustrating the fact that it seems like they left they left money on the table, if you will, with doing more, especially the fight between the Armor Titan and, and uh, Aaron's Titan. That, yeah. that just felt like like you were just getting ramped up and you were getting this huge bloody battle, and they kind of just abruptly ends. And we don't don't get much of that for the rest. We don't actually we really don't get any of that for the rest of the film. We get you know Titan stuff, but it wasn't that. That's that's kind of my my fear I got going on with this, but. And again, it is three films, so the, you, if they're they're doing three films, there's a bigger story that we're clearly not getting with this trailer. So, uh, Mark, I mean, your thoughts? <laughs> it, I mean, it's pretty much just speculation at this point. I mean, 
I mean, the visuals look pretty stunning. I was impressed. I was really impressed, actually, by what I saw. Uh, you had mentioned it's it's a lot of that uh, kind of uh, CG cell shaded look mm-hmm. that we saw in Appleseed, you know, and uh, it looks good, um, especially the the scenes with the humans interacting with Godzilla. Yes, you know, it, it looks. Like Godzilla's, like more like a Pixar type of CGI, mm-hmm. you know, mixed in with animated humans. So it's kind of like Attack of the Super Monsters type of. <laughs> I was kind of, I was hoping for you to drop that that reference at some point during this conversation. Well, I just did. Yeah. <laughs> Kudos, sir. I thought of that immediately. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but uh, not, yeah, I mean, it's not as horribly blatant though. Yeah, I mean. Um, one interesting thing about this, I mean, you know, we had mentioned before that this is definitely going to be another very polarizing film. Mm-hmm. Among, um, I think by far it's it's the most out there Godzilla film mm-hmm. from what from what we've seen. Oh, very much so. It stands it stands apart from all the rest, of it. Well, even the Godzilla's Revenge. Yeah, I mean. Uh, well- and if you're going to do an anime film, it really should be that way. Exactly. You know why? Why are you going to do this? Rehash the same thing, just an animated version. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, people will be ticked off just like they were with Shin Godzilla. But you know what? You don't like it. Guess what? In two years, there'll be another one. Oh, very well. Actually, in a year, they're they're doing. I think it's this year, next year, and the year after. I think they're going mm-hmm. all the way to, um, 2020, which I think that's when. Le- it's when Legendary is putting out Kong vs. Godzilla, and I think that's what it was alluded to by Shinji Aguchi that Legendary was like, okay, you can make another Japanese film if you want. So, I think that I think that's what's going on. Because it does, it does, from what I've been hearing, especially after the Tomashi Nations thing, where when they announced that this particular figure for this movie, they, they put it out there, they're like, uh, yeah, cool, so here's the next SH Monster Arch figure, looks awesome, we're going to take pre-orders in September, and then come like I think it was like September like 5th right before pre-orders, like, yeah, we got to cancel it, and when people were asking like, well, what happened, they're like, yeah, Warner Brothers put the kibosh on it, so uh, right now, Warner Brothers seems to be taking like a more in in like a, a bigger hand in controlling what Godzilla stuff gets out there than they did before the first Legendary film got out, so which kind of tells me they got big plans. Um, and also, yeah, that, that, that's another interesting thing. There, there was a blurb earlier uh, this week, or was it last week? Mm-hmm. Uh, interview with the director of the new Pacific Rim film, mm-hmm. and he kind of alluded to the fact that oh, you would love to see a crossover between Kong, Godzilla, and Pacific Rim, and they kind of like purposely kind of left it open. I'm sure just to for publicity's sake, like mm-hmm. maybe it will happen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, that, definitely that. Because if you shot it down, then you know, people, then that—that's the story. And I think that really is the story. Um, I doubt. To- I'm, I mean, well, again, I'm still shocked to this to this point that they said yes to Kong versus Godzilla, uh, which might tell me that Legendary has a bigger say in what they can actually do with Godzilla stateside than. Uh, 
than Toho has previously allowed. You know, maybe for any of their the licensees uh, in the past. So, yeah. um, I mean, definitely. I mean, it's, it's far more in depth than what they gave Sony. So that's that's <laughs> that's definitely for sure. And let me get too. Sony was allowed to totally deviate from that Bible that uh, Toho had had yeah. uh, insisted be yeah. followed on all other. But 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 there was a whole like reasoning behind that though because there was there was like already two stop and starts on projects and I think they just wanted to see it go at this point so and yeah I and, uh, I'm pretty sure that that snake the bit them they're they're exceptionally careful the next time around so um, which I mean I I don't know uh, it, it's again this is a whole nother topic for a whole nother day <laughs> we're trying to talk yeah. about. <laughs> talk about the trailer for the Zambia movie, but yeah, the the legendary shenanigans are are as what they are. They're shenanigans. Look, I'm very glad that they're uh, that Warner Brothers is taking a much deeper like like interest in these films than uh, they initially did. Um, and it, the, here's the other problem with doing Pacific Rim and Godzilla now, even though they're both under Legendary. Uh, legendary moved uh, Pacific Rim to Universal. I think Universal might actually be a little more kind of up on Pacific Rim to do, you know, maybe turn that into like a small franchise than Legendary was. I'm sorry, not Legend, but Warner Brothers was. I'm getting I'm getting my studios mixed up here. So, uh, there's there's definitely been talk since New York Comic Con that they're Legendary's going to try. They they they, they kind of got it up. It's like it's like we, it's, it's kind of like the the like get the shuttle up there. There's a few tries. They got they got it way up there. But they just didn't quite get into the stratosphere yet. So I think they're thinking that they're going to get it this time, and then that they can go all the way around with it. So I, and you know I'm I hope that that's the that that's what happens. I mean they were smart to move uh, Pacific Rim out of February into March. It moves it the hell away from Black Panther, which was going to just completely mow it down. Anything that's against Black Panther right now is just going to get completely mopped on the floor. Um, and uh, the the, <laughs> the thing with Ready Player One, which comes out a week before Pacific Rim, uh, or a week after Pacific Rim, is that there's not a lot of people that are like really hyped on that right now because I don't think that trailer really conveyed what the hell that movie is about, other than like ooh flashy stuff. So um, yeah, and then, until you mentioned it to me right now, I had no idea it was coming out in February. Yeah, well, uh, uh, Ready Player One, <laughs> yeah. So Pacific Rim's March 23rd, and I think Ready Player One's March 31st. Um, and I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you this litmus test. So my buddy George and I, we went to the movies the other night. Uh, in front of the, uh, we we watched, um, I forgot what we watched. It was, uh, oh, Geostorm. We went and watched Geostorm. So, is that the way to an Emmerich uh, disaster film? It is a Dean Devlin disaster film. He directed Same. it. And he wrote it. Um, it's fun. It's not as bad as you, as you would assume it would be. It's it's very much an Irwin Allen film, though. It is totally an Irwin Allen film from top to bottom. The characters, everything. Like, uh, if that man was still alive, he'd be smiling from, from ear to ear to see that someone took one of his, you know, ludicrous ideas and just completely went to the, uh, to the further, ironically, the furthest reaches of space with it. So, so it's an ensemble disaster film. Yeah, there's, there's two stories going on. Uh, Gerard Butler, there's a bunch of Andy Garcia's in it, Ed, uh, Ed Harris is in it. There's a bunch of people. It's a ludicrous idea that 
we create this weather net that can we can control the weather. Like we we pretty much like uh, like we we stop like the extreme weather that greenhouse gases have caused, which doesn't say hey let's put the brakes on all this other stuff that we're doing like overpopulation or anything like that. It's like yeah we can just keep going. So the the <laughs> idea of geostorm is that uh, America. It was an it was a it was a guy it was an American that built it, but he the guy that built it, which is Gerard Butler, used an international team. So technically, America got like dibs on it until it was handed off to the UN for like you know this you know it, then everybody gets to say in how how it's ran. So the week before it gets handed off, it starts malfunctioning, as I say with uh, with air quotes. And, like, extreme weather starts happening in very convenient places that happen to be enemies of America, if you will. So, there's a whole conspiracy. Uh, it turns out there's a, there's, a, there's a plot to kill the president using this thing. Uh, and, you know, I'll, I'll give it this. It's fun. All the, all the disaster stuff's fun. Like, Devlin definitely learned a lot from Emmerich. Uh, it's not overtly cheesy when it needs to be, you know, when it gets trying to give you the heartfelt moments. Um, there's, there's really, I mean, there, there's a romance in it, but it's not like a very forced romance. It, and Gerard Butler doesn't have any romantic in, in, you know, inclinations in this. He's there to work. Uh, there's a ton of people looking at computer screens in this film though. Like 50% of this movie is people looking at monitors. And, uh, it, yeah, it's got... Yeah, it's the Shin Godzilla of American disaster. Oh, disasters. God, yo, like, Anno would be... Like, he would blush at how many, how many times people are looking at monitors in this movie. Like, you just feel like, okay, this is a little excessive. And uh, the, the beauty is, is that even though they, they thwart the plot and, you know, this machine malfunction... Um, spoilers in the film. They don't destroy the machine. They're like, yeah, like... We're gonna keep going with this thing. It's I like I like that 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 kind of thing where it's like, so yeah. Look, bad things can happen, but you know what? The greater good is still the greater good. So we're gonna leave this bad boy running. It's awesome, and not only that, but the logistics of taking it apart and decommissioning it are just out. Like my the fact that they built it. It's a giant net around the Earth with an interlinking set of satellites. That's what the weather machine is. It's insane that they even built it. So. Um. Yeah, hold hold on a second, man. Real quick, I saw something. So anyway, yeah, Geostorm, uh, completely nuts. But <laughs> where I was going with all this, uh, both Ready Player One and Pacific Rim, the trailers were on there, and my buddy George, who loves going to the movies, knows about these films, but you know, is not as deep into like you know following them as I am. Saw both trailers. He turned to me at the Pacific Rim trailer. He's like, dude, that looks pretty awesome. I'm like, yeah, it does. And then he turned to me after the Ready Player One trailer. He's like, I have no clue what that movie's about other than there's a lot of stuff going on. I'm like, oh, okay, well, it's this. He's like, yeah, that conveys nothing to me. So I'm Same like, trailer we've seen online, right? Exactly, yeah. Exact same trailer. So I'm like, yeah, well, the Ready Player One trailer was pretty vague. Yes. Oh, vague as hell. Because I guarantee they're nowhere near done with that film. There's going to be oodles of, of CGI. Like, it's probably going to make Speed Racer look like a, like, like a, like a low-budget film when it's all done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's a Spielberg film, so there's obvious money 
obviously money behind it. So <laughs> very much so. And uh, my my fear is that it's probably gonna, it's probably not going to do anywhere near as well <laughs> as they hope. So, but yeah, he even says like, yeah, I'm I will go watch Pacific Rim because that looks awesome over whatever that is. So my hope against hope is that. Pacific Rim does hold well, does find that audience, um, and yeah, it does continue on, because I would like to see that continue on as its own thing, while Legendary continues on their MonsterVerse. So, I mean, it does sound like they have big plans for that, and so far Godzilla and Kong have done well, Godzilla 2 hopefully will do well, Godzilla vs. Kong's guaranteed to do well. If that movie doesn't do well, I would be shocked. Yeah, I asked you. Yeah. There's no way. I mean, like, it's, it's like, hey, we're putting out another Avengers film. Yeah, everyone's gonna go watch it. So, now, back to this, Monster Planet, we're getting this on Netflix. So, I think... Yeah, when, when is that supposed to come out? Because initially, didn't they say, initially, that it was supposed to come out the same time on Netflix here as it would... I think, I believe the initial, the initial story was end of 2017. So, that was before Toho officially announced the... November seventeenth release date. So they've been vague. Toho have been Toho have been vague up until I think Jul- June or July about when this thing was coming out. I want to say that it was July that they announced the November release date. So I saw, saw that, and, it, and this was after Netflix announced they had acquired it too. So they hadn't given it a release date yet. Netflix just said, yeah, somewhere around the end of 2017. Uh, and they announced that they obtained this. Along with a bunch of other anime properties, like they, Netflix is tripling down on anime next year. There's actually a whole um, article that was put out on Crunchyroll about how uh, American online streaming has completely changed the distribution game for uh, for anime, especially for the in-house um, uh, teams doing the stuff. Like they, they, there's a lot more consideration put into international market now because now they're not, you know. Titles aren't being uh, leaned on for DVD and like, oh, we hope someone goes and picks this up. It's like, no, it's a streaming service now. So we know for the fact a lot more people will watch it just by happenstance. Um, you know, going back to earlier, uh, One Punch Man. That's how I watched it on Hulu. Uh, it was all put up. I'm like, oh, awesome. And if it wasn't on there, I probably wouldn't have tracked it down. But because it was there, again, you know, the, the beauty of streaming got to watch it, and I found that that's how a lot of other people uh, ended up watching it. And this, with Netflix having this, and Netflix kind of really knocking out of the park with some of their stuff, got, they got Voltron, Voltron just came back, oh, and it's so beautiful. It's so good. This, Godzilla Monster Planet, for better or for worse, whatever, whatever it turns out to be, I guarantee, besides the legendary film, will be the most seen Godzilla film. Oh, yeah. Main Godzilla film. Toho wise, it will probably be the most viewed of them all. Now, yeah, it's up on Netflix for free, pretty well. Yeah, well, ten dollars a month, whatever. Yeah, with, with your subscription, but looks it, that's pretty much the, people don't even like acknowledge that. It's like, yeah, 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 ten bucks comes in my account as long as I got it. And most people don't even pay for it. They 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 leech off somebody else's damn account. <laughs> I got a lot of those. I'm, I got, I'm, yeah, I got a few of those going on right now. So if you look at my, uh, my profile when it comes up, it's like, oh yeah, it's like it, here's Leech one and here's Leech two. So, <laughs> but that's a good thing though. That's a very good thing because a, it's an anime, so it's going to attract a crowd that normally isn't into this kind of stuff. Um, yeah. 
it's, you know, the the live action groups and the anime groups, they're they're that Venn diagram, that middle part is very small. It, for some god awful reason, I don't know why, but the people who are super into uh, tokusatsu and the people who are super into anime don't seem to like cross paths a lot. I don't know what it is about the two not not really like dipping their dipping the toes in each other's pool, but for some reason, that's just where it stands. My hope is that, you know, it, at the very least, this movie's decent. For for, uh, for us, it's going to be a whole different thing. But if it stands well as a, just a, a great anime movie that people are just going to like, oh, Godzilla, and they'll jump in, hopefully that'll get them to go track down all the other ones, you know, and then become the decisive douchebags like we are about, like, what's the best and what's not, so. But as long as it expands the fandom, is that what really matters in the end? As I get up on my on my pedestal and just proclaim all this crap, uh, no, but yeah, no. Seriously though, I'm still kind of hoping that there's Godzilla fighting other monsters besides just you know big mechs. Which, by the way, what, what do you think of the uh, the the tech design so far in this film? They seem very reminiscent of other anime. Mm-hmm. Like it just gives off that kind of like yeah anime vibe. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's more. It's a it's a little less fantastic, like the older anime, mm-hmm. right? more like post Macross, more more practical looking mechs. Yeah, you know, versus like the old colorful, you know, very ornate mecha, which mm-hmm. I, I miss those. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, it, it, it looks it looks interesting. You know, it, it, it's kind of like you know we've seen a lot of this before. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, this is... I don't know. It, it looks interesting to me. You know what it reminds me of? Hmm. He, uh, there was a, a manga compilation that came out in the early 90s. Ojira comic no Gyakushu. Or, I can't just the fire comic. <laughs> this, this is the... Uh, this manga compilation is notorious... Among fans, this is the one that had the uh, Miss Kano's Disgrace comic, mm-hmm. by uh, I believe uh, uh, Nishikawa. Mm-hmm. Nishikawa, and uh, it had the Violante Ghidorah. Yes, the very famous one that was in that. Um, that most people will know from an early G fan. Yes, it was an early Japan yeah. article. Yeah. that yeah, this in story there. had that. I mean, this this book had that story, particular story, but there were a bunch of other stories. The stories were very virtual. I remember being kind of shocked at the time. Uh, some of them were very, very dark and violent, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they they really had a wide range of uh, of the types of stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just got the vibe, like they're being very very creative yeah. with these stories, and I get that vibe from Monster Monster Planet. It seems like it, it could have been one of the stories in that particular manga. We're just taking, that taking up the trailer anyway. We're just taking some risks. A lot of risks. I mean, uh, from what we're seeing, you know, we're seeing a, a pretty much a, a very big departure for Godzilla's origin. Mm-hmm. The whole plant-based thing, and you know, but it's it's interesting though that you know the the 
the Earth has uh, has ecosystem has pretty much evolved around Godzilla, mm-hmm. and by vice versa. It's kind of a symbiotic relationship. And that's you know, it's pretty interesting. It is. It, it's it's a it's a it's a fascinating concept. And now that you've seen that now now that we've seen Godzilla in movement, what, what do you think of the new design? It's interesting. <laughs> That's about <laughs> both. I mean, from some from some angles, it looks pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Other angles, it doesn't look so hot. Like like from when you see it head on, uh, it's kind of reminiscent of the legendary Godzilla. Very much so. Just like those first glances we saw. Mm-hmm. Whereas personally, I don't think it looks that impressive head on. Just like the legendary Godzilla didn't look impressive to me head on. I mean. It didn't really look like Godzilla. It looked like a, a skull or something. Or yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it, looks kind of, it looks kind of like desiccated, kind of like an old man Godzilla. I, 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 that, I do like that concept. Like, it very much does look like he's the Murtaugh of Godzilla's, where he's just too old for this shit. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, but, but that falls into, you know, Godzilla's, what, 30,000 years old or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'd have to see the whole film. Yeah, but you know, I mean, I, I'm not as it looks interesting. So I'm, you know, I'm always interested to see how the original design is tweaked mm-hmm. in every film. And you know, um, I mean, a lot of people hated the Shin Godzilla design. I oh. personally liked it. Uh, once again, this is just going to be very polarizing from fans, but. It's interesting. I mean, I I, I I like what I see so far, mm-hmm. and I'm very very interested in seeing the film when it comes out, and then make a judgment based on, you know, then. Well, it looks like we'll probably. I, my theory, my my current theory is we probably won't see it until maybe February or March. Yeah, I don't expect to see it until the new year. Yeah, Def, definitely that. I, I know Toho. Like, uh, we're just now getting your name. Uh, on DVD out here, um, so and yeah, I, I know that's that was something that uh, Toho uh, demanded of Funimation when they uh, acquired it. Like I think it was like March or April was when they released it out here, which was ar- ar- almost already a year out of it being released in Japan. I mean that last year it was Your Name and and Shin Godzilla were the two biggest films of the of the entire year in in uh, in the entire country. So. And I just realized, I just realized like I was like your name what the hell are you talking I, I don't remember that was the name of the film <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah biggest anime biggest movie of of like the last ten years I think it knocked out like two Miyazaki films um, uh, it's a fun little story it's a fun it, it's it's very it's very rooted in Japanese culture though uh, same very the, the exact same way that Shin Godzilla is very much rooted in Japanese culture too. Like these are very, very big pro like 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 pro Japanese films. Like they're it's very hoorah in many ways, uh like Shin Godzilla's and your name is very much, you know, teenage Japanese teenage angst. So uh, I def I can see why both films were just, you know, out in like landslides, uh, when they were uh released. I mean and look at we got Shin Godzilla what, in October last year, so look, we're coming off a little over a year since Shin Godzilla was released out here, but we didn't get it on DVD till a month ago? I want to say like a month and a half ago. So, Shin Godzilla? 
Yeah, I think it was August. I think August. August it was, yeah, it was right after Comic Con. Yeah, okay, it's so the beginning of August, about two months ago, almost three. Wow. So yeah, and mostly because I I, I believe that Toho wanted Funimation to wait until they put out their disc, which was not until like the end of March. So, and then even then, I think there was a moratorium on that. So you know, Toho you know dictates a lot of stuff. So uh, I got a feeling that they probably told you know. Um, Funimation, or nothing but Netflix. Again, I get my distributors mixed up here. Netflix, like, hey, wait till this is out of theaters at the very least before you throw this up, because once it's out there, you, there's no way you can... The bootlegging is going to go just across the board. So, uh, Netflix did announce at least, when they do release it, it's going across, you know, all their markets, though. So, it's not going to get just a North American release. It's worldwide. So... Um, it's one of their many projects. I know Devilman, the new Devilman's part of it. Um, of these, uh, these like they're heavily focusing on anime right now, so which is good. I'm, I'm glad. So Who's this one, Devilman versus Cyborg Zero Zero Nine. That's out. It's on Netflix. Netflix has it. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Have to watch that. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool, and they actually do have the the Cyborg Zero Zero Nine uh, remake that came out of that as well. So. This new Devilman was supposed to kind of be a spin-off of that, but uh, it doesn't look like it's going to be. It's, it's something completely new and different. So I'm kind of curious about it. I love Devilman, but... This, that one's great. Yeah, but this one looks a little... Much like where people are like kind of hesitant on Shin Godzilla, I'm a little like, huh, really? This is the way you went. So as long as it's violent, that's really what I care about. <laughs> I don't want my. I don't look. The I know the original Devilman show was very tame. It was like a kids' cartoon. Yes. I no. I grew up on the OVA, and then I grew up and the, I hit high school, and that 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 Amon Wrath of Devilman movie came out, and that blew my mind. Like, oh god, the fights were awesome, and just the over the top gore. Like that's that's how I want my Devilman. I want it bloody, and I want it fun. Just like how I want my uh, my my violence Jack. If his, his name's Violence Jack, I want violence in the damn show. So it's funny. I was about to mention Violence Jack. <laughs> yeah, I love oh I love Violence Jack too. I'm hoping that someone who's listening is like, what in God's name are these people talking about? You go and discover go into guys' works, then I know that we have done our job as human beings. So the just Mazinger, uh, Guy King, Violence Jack, Devil Man, Demon Lord Dante, all they're all good. Well, the Devil Man's a little higher than for me. Devil Man's on the top right there. Cutie Honey, definitely go look up Cutie Honey. Cutie Honey's fantastic. So live action Cutie Honey. Yeah, which was directed by Hideki Anno. So, um, but yeah, so I'm guessing you know when the movie does come out, we'll definitely be. I I kind of want to do like almost like a live stream, but at the same time, like maybe we should. Just do a live show after we viewed it. So I'm thinking something live, like to get our immediate reactions, because this will be the first time ever, ever, that we can all sit down at the exact same time and enjoy a Godzilla movie together across the board. This is the wonderful future we live in. This is what technology always, has brought those us. Those are all wonderful to, to hear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those those uh, immediately post-viewing uh, recordings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- I think uh, it was that way with uh, uh, with Kyle and Kaiju Cast. Yeah. And also, uh, you know, uh, after the legendary film, they're kind of like, 
the hell did we just see? Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I think even uh, James Rolfe, you know, the video game nerd, mm-hmm. uh, after after that, he was like, kind of the same way. He's kind of like, what the hell? You know? Yeah. Oh, no, definitely, definitely. We're, we're going to do something. When we find out when this is, wait, I'm going to, we're going to do something live. I'm, I'm going to give you guys that. With video or, or our audio, some way or another, you're going to get a live reaction that will probably turn into an episode if you can't see it live. But we'll all be there. I'm going to live tweet the crap out of this film when uh, when it comes out, too. So um, it's one of three. So at least for the next three years, besides Legendary stuff, we're getting something from Toho. So we should all be thankful. Be thankful that we're, we're getting what we're getting. It's a great future we're living in, Mark. Great future. Yes, it is. We have a uh, uh, new Godzilla films, and they're 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 pretty adventurous. They are. I, it's, know, weird, it's weird how we get spoiled. You know, it happened with the Heisei series, and it happened with the Millennium series. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, Godzilla's back after a hiatus. Yeah. And oh, another Godzilla film. Oh, another one. Yeah. Every year, what another one? Yeah. And we get spoiled, and then you, it's you, like, you get oh, spoiled, but then but when they, when they, it's like, eh, but then when they take you take it away, it's like, no, 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 no bring it back. Exactly. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> we, you do need that. You you need that cleanser every once in a while. I don't know if going twelve years like the last one did was worth it, but at least, actually, no, hell, it's longer than that. So fourteen to sixteen. Yeah, it was twelve years. Oh my god. Yeah, that was a long wait. It's a long time for nothing to happen. Like it, the one thing I, I did get I out of it was twelve years. I mean, you, you and I were both at that point. It was two thousand four, and if you're not counting the legendary film, something from Toho, twenty sixteen. So yeah, it was twelve years. Wait, four, five, six. Yeah, four. Wait, four. Yeah, that's right. Twelve years. Give my numbers. It's very late as we're recording this. So, uh, and then it was, what, five in between the Heisei and the Millennium? Uh, uh, four. Four years. Okay, so that wasn't that, wasn't that bad, but we did get the, the show between the show between the Heisei, like, wait, of almost like a decade, where it's just like, and you know what, I, I do think it was very much needed to, you know, we needed like a whole generation to come through, we needed people to kind of you needed to build that that itch you needed it back you needed a reason for it so and you know it hopefully we can be much more appreciative of what we're getting especially i mean you consider like the heisei films were i mean they were very much a product of their time like they you know just they were at the time it was like cool all these updates and stuff like that but going back i got a feeling it to me like they they were what i looked forward to every christmas and then when I got my bootleg at Comic-Con, uh, so, you know, it was like almost like a year and a half of, like, build-up. And, you know, I watched it when I was a kid. Awesome. And then when I got older, like, a bunch of them didn't really hold up as well. And I think it's just a matter because the Millennium Films came out and the effects got slightly better. And then you kind of look at it and it's like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of beam action going on in these films. Like, yeah. <laughs> part, you know, and the other part, the other problem was is that the Gamera movies came out at the same time. And yeah. man, just wiped wiped the floor with those things. So, Gamma Three is still like my 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 high water mark for anything in this genre. Like nobody has yet to like as much as Ano gave us some brilliant scenes in uh, in Shin Godzilla. 
nothing still has yet to uh, to compare to like that that um, the Gamera fighting the Gauss and was it Shibuya? Yes. Yeah, that whole sequence, man. I I popped that thing on every once just to watch that sequence, and then the fact that the final battle of Gamera three ends in a damn train station still boggles my mind. That they they're like, yeah, yeah, we're gonna do this. This is gonna be fun. It's gonna be awesome. And you know what? It was for two. It's 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 what is a what is essentially a shoving match between two monsters. Like they are shoving each other back and forth. Fantastic has me has me by the edge of my seat every time. I love it. So I <laughs> I really do hope that they give uh, Shinji Aguchi his own solo film next time around. Like don't don't continue Shin. Do your own thing. Like just do whatever the hell you want to do. Because I got a feeling he has. He's yet to give us, like, that truly magical Godzilla film that I know he has in him. Like, he's still got something brewing. Like, he got to hang out with his buddy, and he got to put in some of his own stuff there, but I do think that he's got some. He still has something cooked. It's like, one day, I will get to be, like, I will get to say everything for the film. I will get to write it. I'll get to design the monster. I'll get to do all. I think that day is coming, too. I really do think... I think Anno needed it for personal reasons he did state like he's like i like i needed to get my mind off evangelion but i think haguchi's just like yeah you know what give it to me next time around i think he's he's waiting for the legendary thing to kind of like lighten up and then he gets his shot so i really do hope we get that you know you know what else i'd like to see get one more shot at i'd like to see uh shizuke kanako kanako get one more one more jab at it in a while that's True. I uh, I think he's still doing some small films. I would love to see. And I, you know what? There's a part. There's a sick part of me that wants to see Takashi Miike tackle one. <laughs> I've heard a lot of people say that. I would. Because, I just watched Yakuza Apocalypse on my plane ride home from uh, Dallas a week ago. Uh, quick story. Uh, I Jessica and I went to meet up with Ryoi Kitamura. Uh, after the screening of uh, Yakuza Apocalypse two and a half years ago, because we were setting up for, ironically, the Stanley, the Kamikaze panel or the Stanley's Comic Con. So we were meeting with Ryue and his um, and, and his uh, uh, his handler, and uh, or I'm sorry, his assistant um, Kazuki. Um, and he, we, we were waiting. We were talking with Kazuki. He came out and uh, uh, asked him, like, oh, so. What'd you think? It's a Mikay film. It's like, it's like, yeah, it's a Mikay film. <laughs> I'll give him that. And uh, he just left it at that. He's just like, yeah, you know, I was like, I'm there to support my friend. Like, he knows Mikay. Like, they, they run in the same circles. I'm like, oh, of course you do. And he's just like, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's definitely a Mikay film. So I didn't really. Uh, and if you know Mikay, you know. His films can be very much like this. This this anime film we're talking about. His films are very decisive. There there are times I think he just makes a movie to screw with people. <laughs> There's a movie called Ezo, which I really do believe that he made just. To, it was a joke. It was a giant Andy Kaufman as <laughs> yeah. It was a giant Andy Kaufman as joke on whoever spent 90 minutes watching this thing. Because there's no story to this thing at all. It's a series of shots about a samurai. I, I can't. I really can't tell. I know Bob Sapp shows up at some point, and there's a samurai fighting a SWAT team. Other than that, I can't tell you what the hell this movie's about. So, yeah, it makes no sense whatsoever. And this is Takashi Miike. The 
started off making Yakuza films, and then after a while, just said, whatever, throw everything out the window, I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. So, if you watch Dead or Alive, starts out as a Yakuza film, about two two guys going, and then ends on... Uh, I can't, I'm not going to ruin the ending. You have to go watch it. It's, it's the, one of the most... Ins- it, part one and part three have the two most insane endings I've ever seen put onto a motion picture. Dead so, or Alive. Dead or Alive. I haven't, I, I've only seen bits of two. I know that the, somehow angels are involved and stuff like that. Like, he doesn't care. It's like, whatever wacky thing I'm, I am I got in my head at this time with a lot of his films is like, I'm throwing up on screen. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, uh, whatever. It's still... He, make, he makes fantastic movies. Ichi the Killer is, to me, a masterpiece. And then he'll make thir- uh, uh, 13 Assassins. Oh, it, it's a symphony on the screen. Like, if you haven't seen that movie, that's this... Uh, Another again, I don't pan out of the term. It's this generation's uh, uh, Seven Samurai. It's that damn good. It's awesome. Then he turns around and makes something like uh, Yakuza <laughs> Yakuza Apocalypse, which uh, is about a Yakuza boss who also happens to be a vampire and bites his second in command, who turns the whole town into vampires. And for some reason, yokai are coming in. And there's a dude in a frog suit, a big plushy frog suit, that does kung fu. What the fuck? Yes, exactly. That ex- I sit, I sat there, I watched it. I'm like, okay, well, I just watched a Mikay movie. Had I've not seen 20 Mikay films, I would have been like, uh, what? But about halfway through, I'm like, okay. So he, I, I just heard as as I'm flying over Colorado somewhere. I just hear Ryoichi Kitamura's voice in my head. It's like, well, it was a Mikkei film. That's all I heard. Like, yes, that's exactly. So I would love... Look, the man did Ultraman. He directed several episodes of Ultraman Max. I would love to see Tobe, like, look, we'll give, we won't give you the full budget we gave Anno, but we'll give you a budget to play with. And that, that would be the Hail Mary of, like... Uh, the series is back on the decline. We're going to retire him off for a few more years. Let him, like, go out. Like, because I guarantee he would turn out something, like, so far out there that it would, it, it, it might reignite it. It would be like throwing dynamite into a volcano, pretty much. <laughs> that's the best way I could describe it. Uh, that's how I would see a Takashi Miike Godzilla film. So, he can do, like, straightforward stuff. He's done wonderful straightforward things where it's just a simple movie. Again, like like Thirteen Assassins. There's no big like weird thing. It's a movie about Thirteen Assassins, and it's awesome. Then he does something like this, or like a movie called like Fudo. Like he's got uh, Blade of the Immortal coming out. In fact, next Friday from this uh, recording, he will be in L.A. at the New Art. My buddy and I are going because when Mike comes to town, you show up. This man doesn't come to America a lot. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to ask him, how in the hell has he turned out a hundred movies in the course of his 20-year career? So, there's there's some there's some trickery going on here, so. I have no idea he's responsible for yeah. so many. Yeah, uh, yeah, Blade of the Immortal is officially his 100th film, so. It's, uh, yeah, it's, 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 whew. So, uh, I digress, though. <laughs> Sorry for taking you guys on that little side tangent. Okay, so real quick, we got a few other things we got to talk about. Um, 
Stanley's Comic Con is uh, this weekend. As you're listening to this, I should uh, it should be up Friday when you hear this. So the Comic Con will have started by then, but um, they won't be doing they they won't they won't have any uh, panels Friday. I think they're doing a half day Friday. So uh, Saturday though, from uh, let's see, it's 11 a.m. You can catch one of two Kaiju Kingdom podcast panels. Uh, the first one is the one that will be that uh, Jessica is technically running. That is the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. We look at the legendary MonsterVerse, and that one uh, we have Steve Rifel coming in. He's got a new book out. Hopefully, we'll talk to him pretty soon. And uh, we have Godzilla himself, TJ Storm, will be on the panel. So the mocap actor for uh, the legendary films will be on that panel. So that's Saturday at 11 a.m. If you're in the greater Los Angeles area, come check us out. Um, I'll have some goodies to give away. Mark will be there. uh, And we're going to have a fun time. Uh, Jessica also on that day has two other panels. At uh, 12 o'clock, she has the Battle of the Flashes. And then at 2 o'clock, she has a delightful Wonder Woman panel that she is moderating. So... Check those out. That is Saturday. Now, Sunday, got some other stuff going on. So, uh, Sunday at 2 p.m., room 3AB, will be the second Kaiju Kingdom podcast panel, which we will pay tribute to the late, great Haru Nakajima. Uh, Mark, Jessica, and I, and a few other guests we're still working on will be there. We're going to bring some clips. We're going to talk about our favorite Nakajima moments. We got, and again, I'll have some goodies to give away there, too. Uh, then right after that, you can head across the hall for my other panel called Syndicate Incorporated, where we talk about some of the greatest, crappiest TV shows that the late 80s and early 90s synd- TV syndication had to offer. So if you remember Viper or Team Knight Rider or Nightman or Mortal Kombat Conquest, we will be talking about these wonderful shows. So, uh, Mortal Kombat Conquest was the World Combat Congress was great, but it it was not a good show though. It was great. It was, it was, it was great. certainly better than Mortal Combat Annihilation. Oh, by far. Oh, that you want to talk about uh, a, a defining moment in my in my childhood of moving from childhood to adulthood. Uh, I go to I'm I think I'm 13. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm 13. Uh, my I'm staying with my cousins out in Hacienda Heights, which is out here, like it, like out in the San Gabriel Valley out here in California. So we're my my cousins and I, my brother, my cousins and I are huge Mortal Kombat kids. We love Mortal Kombat. We we're too young. We we've been playing it at a too young of an age, and now it's embedded into our DNA. We were flipping out over the first film. My dad took us to see it like five times. My brother and I watched it on a loop. Loved it. So Mortal Kombat 2. Mortal Kombat Annihilation is coming out. <laughs> he scant year and a half after the first one, which I didn't know at that time should have been a warning sign already of the quality of this film. So uh, only Robin Show and I think the girl that played Katana are coming back. We sit down. Packed house. Everyone is hyped. That Mortal Kombat theme comes up. Everyone's like, yeah, this is going to be awesome. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, uh-huh. And then my face goes from, like, this is cool to, like, what? To con- utter confusion. And then when the movie, when the lights come up, I get up, and I, there's this this unknown feeling I've ever had. It's 
It was the first time I've ever felt disappointment at something I was hyped about. And I walk out, my cousins and my brother are like, yeah, that was awesome. And I just turn to them like, <coughs> didn't, didn't you guys kind of see something wrong with that film? <laughs> like, what, what are you talking about? I'm like, really? Did, wow. Yeah, I'm like, didn't it kind of come off kind of crappy? Like, wasn't the acting subpar and the plot made no sense? They're like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, no, you're looking too much into it. And I, re- I was, I had a moral dilemma. I'm like, is there something wrong with me? Did I not see something here? And then it, I was vindicated like two weeks later when I was at school, and <coughs> one of the teacher's aides just walked in and he just told us all, "Don't go watch Mortal Kombat Annihilation. It sucked." so hard. I'm like, oh my god, I'm not the only one. So, <laughs> I developed I developed a thing called taste at that point. So, Yeah, because the first film was fantastic. It, and it, it is the I, only Paul W.S. Anderson film I, I vehemently stand by as a good film of his. Yeah, and, you know, I, of course, you know, they announced the, the, the sequel, and I was really looking forward to it. I thought, oh man, I thought, I can't wait to see uh, uh, Shiva, and I can't wait to see Wataro, they're going to look awesome. Mm, and no. they were crappy. <laughs> no, they were not. Oh my god, were they horrible. And, and, and the worst thing of all, Baraka was just some guy in a Halloween mask. Yep. What the heck was that? Oh yeah, that was terrible. Uh, the Scorpion and Sub-Zero outfits were god-awful. <clears throat> Rain, the, the stuntman that played Rain, I swear to god, is a woman. There's it, it's a dude's voice, but I swear I turned my I turned my cousin I'm like, dude, Rain's got boobs. He's like, no, I'm like, Rain's a woman. What 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 are they doing? So yeah, there was a ton of like like the first Mortal Kombat, like when Reptile shows up and he's fighting uh, Luke Kang for the first time. You're like, oh my god, this is awesome. It seems like the filmmakers tried to do that over and over again with shoving every character from part three and part two into this, and it failed miserably on every level. This was Return of Swamp Thing bad. Like, as a kid, Return of Swamp Thing, awesome movie. I went back and watched it as an adult. I'm like, oh, wow, yeah, I I didn't know any better. Like, this this was not a great Swamp Thing film at all. I, I see why I loved it as a kid, because it's a bunch of monsters fighting each other in rubber suits. But, yeah, no, like, Heather Locklear is terrible in that film. So, live and learn. Live and learn. Mortal Kombat Conquest, though? Fun show. Was it a great show? Not by any stretch of the imagination, but damn it, it tried. And it was far better than Mortal Kombat Annihilation ever was. So, um, check that out. Yeah, we're going to talk... Jack of All Trades, Cleopatra 2525. All the the TV shows I was forced to watch because my family did not have cable. And if you didn't have cable, this is what was offered to you. So... Action-packed. Yes, the uh, action-packed programming block. Sam Raimi giving us... Four wonderful, three wonderful hours of television. He gave us Hercules, he gave us Xena, and then we had Jack of All Trades, and uh, then we had uh, uh, Cleopatra twenty five twenty five, which gave us Gina Taurus pre pre Firefly. So, are you also covering uh, such goodies as uh, Small Wonder and the Harry oh. and the Hendersons? Oh, uh, sir, show? sir, sir, sir. Of course, those are the first two I'm, we're talking about. So. <laughs> So yeah, I'm bringing my buddy Charles because he's he's a he's an old like 80s and 90s sitcom nut. I told him like we're we're gonna go deep into small one. He's like I got to be on this panel. We have to talk about we. It's like there's you couldn't get away with this show today. Like there's 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 no way in hell you could get away with it. Harry and Harry and the I'm sorry. 
Harry and the Hendersons. Actually, fun show. Um, was it Bruce Davidson? He's no John Lithgow, but you know what? He did a pretty good job at playing John Lithgow. And they used the suit from the film, at least. So it had that quality going for it, even though it was a very sitcom sitcom. So, I mean, I, I saw a few episodes of it because uh, I was too lazy to get up and turn the channel. Mm-hmm. Watching something that came on before it, mm-hmm. and uh, it, at least the episodes I saw, it always seemed like it was just some generic sitcom that Bigfoot just happened to be in. Very much so. Very much. Like- walk through and sit on the couch, and oh, I got I got to talk to you, and Bigfoot would just be there eating grapes or something. Very. And- yeah. There, there was a lot of awkward, like there was a lot yeah. of like regular sitcom tropes, and then there were times like Harry just showed up in the background, and then there was a the few episodes where it's like. Oh, like your boss is coming over. We gotta hide Harry. And it was just there was a lot of those episodes where it's like we gotta hide Harry somewhere in the house that yeah. nobody else would see him. So <laughs> again, wasn't great, but you know what? For eleven thirty on a Saturday afternoon, uh, you know it's any port in a storm. That's what I used to say. Any port in a storm. I didn't want to go outside, and I had already played you know my Super Nintendo to to you know my heart's content. So whatever was on at that time. So. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm also going to talk about the uh, War of the Worlds TV show, too. First season was fantastic. Yeah, Second season, season was a completely different show. It was it was a god-awful mess. So come check those out. That is right after our Kaiju Kingdom uh, panel. So hopefully, Mark, you know, if you want to come hang out and crack wise on that panel, too, you're more than welcome to. So. <clears throat> um, and then uh, one thing I'm not involved with, but I know the people that are involved with, so I want to give this little promotion before we wrap up. That weekend, this actually upcoming weekend, is the 25th anniversary of X-Men the Animated Series. So, the Fox show. Uh, The creators of the show will be at Stan Lee's Comic-Con. They are doing a panel. Uh, The creator of the show has a book coming out about making the show. He's going to be promoting it there. I highly recommend, if you are at at Stan Lee's Comic-Con, check this panel out. Uh, the gentleman's name is Eric Leewald. He is responsible for a ton of shit. He created Exo Squad. He uh, worked on just about every Disney afternoon like show there was. Uh, he was, <laughs> as he even put, it, he's like they put me in charge of that terrible Avengers cartoon and uh, so much more. He was one of the uh, writers of the uh, Hanna Barbera Ultraman pilot too. So oh. yeah, okay. oh yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna try to maybe wrangle him. That, we, that you know, maybe this weekend, see if we can, we can delve deeper. He talked about it briefly when I interviewed him about a year and a half ago, but he's just like, yeah, I, I got more stuff on that. But check this panel out. It's him. It's his wife, who was a who was one of the co-showrunners, and Larry Houston, one of the, one of the men responsible for GI Joe. Uh, check it out. The, this guy has got stories galore, and he spins a beautiful yarn. Like if you're at anywhere near a fan of these shows. You gotta come listen to this guy talk, because you will be enthralled by the stories he tells. So, that's this weekend, Los Angeles, Stanley's Comic Con, the LA Convention Center. Mark, Jessica, and I will all be there. We'll be running the floor the rest of the time that we're not in a panel. So please come check us out. Uh, we'll I'll put all the panel information up on our Facebook page. You can find it there, Facebook.com/slash The Kaiju Kingdom Podcast. So. Uh, we have ranted on enough. It is quite late. So I'm going to wrap it up at this point. Um, as always, you can find us on Facebook, as I just said, and uh, Twitter as well. Just the Kaiju Kingdom. 
Uh, Mark, do you have anything you want to promote before we take off? Uh, personally, no, I have nothing to promote. Yeah. Oh, there, there's one more thing going on at the Egyptian Theater on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Rifle and Ed Godzichewski, they're, they're promoting their new book, The Biography of Ishido Honda. And uh, there's actually two film shows they're doing at the Egyptian Theater. One will be, uh, will have already happened once this episode airs, which mm-hmm. on Thursday they're showing Mothra and The H-Man. Very rare screening of both films, actually. Oh, I'm sorry, Mothra and uh, Battle in Outer Space. Mm-hmm. Again, still a very rare showing. Yeah, and uh, on Sunday night at the Egyptian Theater, they'll be uh, introducing another two of Honda's films, the original Godzilla, mm-hmm. along, along with the H-Men. Again, and I'm going to admit something. I've never seen H-Men all the way through. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's uh, the, the weirder, the little more sci-fi-y stuff, like the the human scale stuff, like there's a few of those I'm still missing, just because they were obscure and they're very hard to find when I was a kid, so yeah, I, I need to track those down I, I like Human Vapor, I've never seen more than a few clips online so I need to, those are like three films I need to sit down and really watch, the Mutant series, if you will, so <clears throat> I need to check those out so, alright, well that will do it for this edition of the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast for myself and Mark Hadamio. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you at Comic uh, Stanley's Comic Con, and if we don't see you there, we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>